Welcome to In the Wake with Whitney. Here on this podcast, we cover mental health, life lessons, mindset growth, and tons of storytelling. Together, we'll laugh, we'll cry, and everything in between. I'm your host, Whitley Rogers. I'm a certified life coach and mental health advocate. I'm also a survivor of sexual and mental abuse. I'm here to open up those conversations that are normally uncomfortable or hush-hush in society. Keep listening for bits and pieces of my personal journey and insights along with other interviewees. So this last Saturday, March 30th, 2019, was my two-year anniversary in therapy. So I wanted to talk a little bit about my experience in therapy, the stigmas I've seen, and the benefits of therapy. So a little backstory on my personal history with therapy. It wasn't until March of 2017 when I began struggling with some extreme symptoms of anxiety and depression. I was pretty miserable, and it seemed like it happened so fast. One week something happened, and I thought I had an appropriate response of anger, anxious feelings, sadness, and I had a valid and rightful reason to feel those things given the situation. But then another week went by and another and another, and I was still overwhelmed with these feelings. I just couldn't shake it. So one night I walked into my parents' bathroom while they were both brushing their teeth, and I just sat there. And after a while, they're like, is everything okay? And tears filling my eyes quickly, I just whispered, I think I have depression and I need help. And so it began. The floodgates opened. I had taken the leap of vulnerability and I spilled my feelings to them. And they agreed with me. And because I have the most supportive parents in the world, they immediately threw a ton of solutions out there. They wanted to help me in any way possible. And they wanted to explore every solution and resource possible. And so they started asking around for good therapists and they made appointments with doctors to see about possible medication and they did research and they literally did everything in their power. But when they made an appointment for me to see a therapist, I freaked out. My mom had called me and I just started crying and fighting her on it. Like the thoughts going through my brain were like, I wish I didn't say anything. I take it all back. It's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. I can just deal with it and keep putting on this face and be miserable, but pretending to be fine. My thoughts were spiraling frantically. I was not okay with it. I didn't want to talk to some stranger. I didn't feel like it was even bad enough to talk to a therapist. I had no idea what I would even say to her. I was stressed out and my anxiety was through the roof. And I was asking everyone close to me what they thought. I asked my best friend about her experience in therapy. I asked my uncle. I asked a few aunts. I asked my boyfriend. I wanted to know every detail on what to expect because I was nervous and stressed and scared and all of this was so new to me. My parents promised me that if I just went to a couple sessions to feel it out and I ended up not liking it or I didn't feel like it helped, I could stop. But they said I had to just give it a shot if I wanted to feel better. So March 30th, 2017, I walked into that therapy office with my parents The therapist was nice. 
and so gentle and warm. She said right off the bat that if I didn't click or connect with her, just say so, and she would not be offended. She said I didn't need to protect her feelings because this wasn't about her, and if I straight up didn't like her, then all right, I could find someone new. That was that was the most important thing to her, that I got the help I needed. Her goal was my well-being, even if she wasn't the answer for that. She said she wanted me to see a therapist that was a good fit for me so that I could fully open up and do the work needed. And she said she would help me find a different therapist if things just weren't working out between us. Which, one, I want to acknowledge the importance of this. That is a huge, huge thing when it comes to finding a therapist. And I'll go a little deeper into that later on. But her saying that made me gain some mad respect for her right from the beginning. And when she was done talking to my parents, they left and I was alone with my thoughts, my feelings, my vulnerability, and my new therapist. And the rest was history. (laughs) Just kidding. Therapy was hard. The first couple of sessions, actually, more like the first couple of months, when she would ask me hard questions about how I was feeling or what I thought about something, my immediate response was always, I don't know. It was always, I don't know. I do not know. Uh, I don't know. But whenever I said that I didn't know, she challenged me by saying, then who knows? I think you do know, but you just have to dig a little deeper and feel into it. And then turns out I did know, and I could respond more fully. And after that first session, I grew to love therapy. I looked forward to Thursday every single week because that was the day I could finally take off the face I had been putting on for the rest of the world. And I could just spill my soul to her and hash out the bumps in the week and strive towards making myself and the next week better than the last. And now, I no longer say, I don't know. I walk in there, and I cut right to the chase about what I need to get off my chest. I am still seeing that same therapist from 2017 to this day. When we miss a week, for whatever reason, I get real bummed out, because therapy is my safe place. It's my happy place. It's my growing and learning place. In addition to seeing my talk therapist, where we do cognitive behavioral therapy, I have tried multiple other outlets of therapy. I have gone to a family therapist with my sister, which I actually called our couples therapy. I've gone to family therapy with my parents when we have all gone through something traumatic together and need to get on the same page. I've gone to an EMDR therapist, which is a specific type of therapy to work through trauma and triggers. And side note, I will later be doing a whole episode about EMDR therapy and my whole healing journey. I had a session with a hypnotherapist, which that one didn't go so well. And I've gone to multiple therapy support groups. And I actually started a support group through my foundation and the stigma. And My regular therapist is the head of the group, and that group grew so popular that it turned into three groups. My point is, I love 
therapy. I believe that therapy works. I think it is the most beautiful thing ever. I have done and tried so many different routes of therapy, and I'm here to tell you that therapy is cool. Wait, what? Therapy's cool? Nah, you've got that all wrong, Whitley. Therapy is a lot of things, but cool ain't one of them. Uh, yes. Yes, I said it. Therapy is freaking cool. You know why? It's cool when someone is actively seeking help and wants to better themselves. It's cool when someone wants to work through their uncomfortable crap. It's cool when someone decides to no longer sit in their stuck place. It's cool when someone can be vulnerable and open themselves up and peel back all of the layers to get to the root of things. It's cool that someone else can hold a safe space for that. It's cool that someone else can talk to you without judgment, without criticism, without bias. It's cool that someone else can be a part of your healing and well-being. It's cool when someone else has all of their attention and focus on what you have to say, what you are feeling, and what you're going through. My point is, cool doesn't even begin to describe what therapy is. It's the most beautiful thing I have ever witnessed. It is one of the most sacred spaces I have been in. Someone I follow on Instagram is Tiffany Rowe. She's a therapist, a teacher, and owns a mental health facility. She no joke sells merchandise from beanies to shirts to bags that say therapy is cool. She fights to break down the stigmas of therapy every single day. She's my favorite person to follow on Instagram because she keeps it 100% real all of the time. And she has affordable online courses, podcasts, and tons of quality content. I had the chance to hear her speak and attend her self-love dance party a couple months ago, and I was in heaven. I was fangirling so hard, you guys, so hard. Anyway, this isn't even a sponsored ad or anything. I just I just love Tiffany Rowe. So after listening to this episode, check out all of her stuff if you want to hear more about why therapy is cool. I'll have some links down in the show notes below. Because I am a strong believer and advocate for therapy, I believe that if everyone had a therapist the world would be a better place. I honestly and truly believe that. Way back when, in the good old days, in history, someone decided that expressing emotion was bad, that poor mental health or mental illness was not okay. They started the stigmatizing terms of when someone is struggling. So people started suppressing their emotions. They started shoving everything down and putting on a face. They swept problems underneath the rug and did not talk about them. So whenever this started, those people of that generation had kids. And you know what they didn't do? They didn't teach their kids how to regulate their emotions and express them. They created an environment of shame where it wasn't safe to talk openly about what these people were going through. Then those kids had kids and did the same thing because, I mean, they didn't know any better, right? They didn't know how to teach their kids these skills because they didn't even know them themselves as the parents. And those kids had kids and the cycle went on where 
now the culture of shame and stigma towards mental health and receiving help is ingrained in who we are and we don't even know it. And we suppress our feelings as a subconscious reaction. We numb our emotions. We distract. We ignore. We don't talk openly. And so the reason I think that every single person needs to go to therapy is for at least the baseline of learning how to regulate and express their emotions. Not to mention all of the other things on top of that, like childhood traumas and mental illness and stressors and divorce, death of a loved one, addiction, abuse, etc., etc. We all could benefit from talking to someone about the things we are going through. No one has everything figured out. No one has all the answers. We all struggle. We all get beat down by life, but we all pretend that we're fine and have it all together. But look, we're human and it's okay to struggle. It's normal. Therapists have their own therapist. Some of the most successful and high achieving people go to a therapist. Both the youngest and oldest people see a therapist. It should be a new normal. It shouldn't feel so shameful and it shouldn't be so stigmatized. Now, when people close to me, loved ones, people from the internet, strangers, literally anyone comes to me sharing their hardships and their struggles and their pain, the first thing I think and most always say is, well, are you seeing a therapist? I mean, based on circumstance, I say it a little nicer or wedge in when the time feels right, but the point is that I am not a therapist. And I can only do so much. Therapy and reaching out for help and receiving that help is the first step onto a new path for you. When I suggest therapy to people, I don't shove it in their face until they actually go, but I speak my piece, whether they take it or leave it. But in other cases where a friend might be struggling extremely to the outside eye, I might say to them something like, You know, I'm telling you this because I love and care for you and your happiness, but you need to see a therapist and work and work some of this stuff out. I have been in therapy for the past two years, but when I shared with my parents my story of rape and abuse um, and everything I had been suffering with right under their noses, they took it really hard. They experienced their own set of traumas and pain alongside me. And within months, they were really struggling. And one of them was still functioning on the outside, but they had this inner terror eating them alive, while the other was having some debilitating depression and anxiety. But both of them were not coping well with their trauma and pain and emotional storm. So after a couple months of watching this, I invited them to my therapy session where I expressed that in order for them to take care of me and to take care of my family and continue being a support for me going forward, they needed to take care of themselves first. They had to deal with their own stuff. So because my parents are just amazing, (laughs) they humbled themselves and both sought out their own individual therapists. One even goes to therapy twice a week. And my sister also sees a therapist. And talking to my parents, they said that eventually my other siblings will also start therapy. 
because that is what we do. That is our normal. It's not an option. It's just a matter of we are going to take care of ourselves and resolve our inner battles so that we are healthier and happier. So in the next half of this episode, I want to talk through some of the stigmas or myths of therapy because therapy has become a bad word. It leaves a nasty taste in some people's mouths. The mention of it makes some people cringe or shy away. Talk of therapy makes some people extremely uncomfortable. So I'm here to break those stigmas down and create new, better, and more accurate representations of therapy. So first things first, let's get it out of the way. One of the biggest stigmas I hear from people or one of the reasons people don't want to go to therapy is because they think they will be considered weak for going to therapy. Society will say, oh, you weren't strong enough to do it on your own, or you must not have a good support system or good home life. No, I'm sorry, but whoever first created these stigmas is ignorant and dumb. Not to name call, but that's the truth. Since when does reaching out for help mean you aren't strong? Because in my book, in my eyes, reaching out for help is one of the strongest things you can do for yourself. Look, no one can do it all alone. We're human. We aren't superheroes. We are made to struggle, to fall, to be broken down. Life is hard for everyone, no matter who you are. So why make life harder? By saying it's not okay to get a little help. It's our ego. It's our pride telling us that we can't and won't do something, even if it's the best thing possible for us. Well, put on your pants of humility and slap that ego right in the face and do the deed. Do what needs to be done. Ask for help. Not only ask, but receive that help with open arms. Stop pretending that you can do it all on your own when you're barely hanging on to life. That doesn't sound strong to me. That sounds quite pathetic. Going back to therapy each week is the strongest act I could do to save myself, save my mental well-being, and save my future. Another stigma towards therapy is the excuse that, you know, things aren't bad enough to see a therapist. And I'm calling BS on that one. There are not certain qualifications or standards you need to meet to see a therapist. You don't need to be on your deathbed desperate. You should see a therapist before it gets to that extreme point, before you would be qualified for these fake rules of being bad enough. Why prolong your suffering and misery? See a therapist now. There will never be the right time or being good enough or bad enough to go. Just go. Do the thing. Reach out for help. Another stigma I hear coming out of people's mouths whenever I mention or suggest therapy is something along the lines of, oh yeah, I saw a therapist and I didn't like them, so I hate therapy and it doesn't work for me. Okay, honey, (laughs) this is not a valid excuse. I'm sorry if you had a bad first experience with therapy, 
But there are so many different therapists and so many different types of therapy that if you don't resonate with one therapist or one therapy approach, keep exploring. Try out something new. If you are still seeing the same therapist, but it has left a bad taste in your mouth, then switch therapists. My mom tried seeing my therapist, and it wasn't a good fit for her. My therapist doesn't take any crap. She's very blunt and tells it how it is, which is perfect and just the kind of person I need, but my mom needed someone more gentle and kinder. I mean, not that my therapist isn't kind, but my mom found someone new, and now she's making beautiful progress because it clicked and they connected and it's working. So not everyone is going to be the perfect therapist for you, and that's okay. You're allowed to be picky. There are also so many different genres of therapy. Maybe you can't do talk therapy. Maybe you need art therapy or EMDR or a support group. Whatever helps you and creates a safe environment for you to express your feelings. Another huge stigma is people saying or thinking I don't want to talk to a stranger about my personal life. I'm not comfortable doing that. Well, you know, you are going to have to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. The beauty of having a therapist is that they are not connected to your life. They don't have a personal bias as to what you do. And they also are sworn to confidentiality. And when you confide in them, you know with a certainty that that information is going absolutely nowhere outside of that room. It's so much better than getting that biased advice and concern from family or friends or getting your personal life spread by an untrustworthy person. It's safe. It's sacred. It's tailored to what you need. And also, if you're not comfortable talking to a stranger at first, then guess what? You're normal. Join the crowd. Join the club. No one is comfortable going and sitting in a room with a a stranger and pouring their heart and soul out and telling them everything. I wasn't comfortable with it. It's extremely uncomfortable and it's extremely hard. But guess what? You need to get used to uncomfortable things in life. Get comfortable in the uncomfortable. Because if you live in this circle of your comfort zone, then you are never growing and you're never learning and you're never changing. Change is uncomfortable. It's inevitable. So therapy is one of those uncomfortable things at first. And it's one of those really hard things for everyone to get over and out of their comfort zone. Alrighty, one thing I hear a lot around me is the excuse, I don't need therapy because I have God and prayer. Or sometimes it's disguised more like advice to just pray when you're struggling. But hear me out. I come from a religious background, and I grew up in a very religious community, so I'm not telling you this with ignorance or disrespect to your religious beliefs, but listen, 
If you believe in God, then you believe that he created this earth and everything on it. That also means that God created resources for you to thrive on this earth. God created therapy and therapists and medication and doctors so that you could live a mentally and physically healthy life. If you were to be diagnosed with cancer, you would see a doctor specified in that field and you would maybe receive chemo along with other treatments. You would not go around telling someone diagnosed with cancer to just turn to God and prayer to fix it and take it away. I mean, I hope you wouldn't. So the same goes for when you are struggling with personal problems or mental illness. Do not tell someone to just pray it off and shame them for receiving help through therapy or taking medication to relieve their symptoms and become healthier. While praying to God and having a relationship with God may be important while struggling, sometimes it's not the only answer. It's part of the journey, but it's not the destination. By praying, God is not going to simply take away all of your hardships. He put us on this earth to go through trials. So he will stand by your side as you walk through them. And he specifically created people like both therapists and doctors to stand by your side as well. At least what I was taught about God is that you can't stand idly by and pray, hoping that he will fix everything. You have to take action and go out and do things while receiving that guidance as to what you need. So instead of slapping the band-aid on by thinking it will all be taken away by God, truly heal by receiving the help he, he provided. The last stigma or myth people believe is that once they check the box that they're going to therapy, they automatically think they're good to go and everything's fine now. It will all be taken care of. But it doesn't quite work like that. Just because you're going to therapy doesn't mean you're going to get better and everything will be resolved. You can't simply show up and allow the therapist to do all of the work because the therapist can't fix you. The therapist can't do the work for you. You will get out as much as you put in. You have to do the work within yourself, within your life, within your relationships. You have to apply the things you're learning in therapy to the outside world and your daily living. You have to make an effort to resolve your issues and do everything in your power to heal. For that first year of going to therapy, hardly anything in my life improved. It wasn't until something clicked within me around year two that I made massive progress and started living my best life. So anyway, I think that's all I have to say regarding therapy and the stigmas as of right now. I will most definitely be doing more episodes on this topic. And if you have any questions for me, feel free to contact me. I'm always open to answer and talk. Oh, okay. Actually, one last thing I wanted to add. Something my therapist has told me since day one is that I have to be the advocate for my own mental health. My parents can't be my advocate. My therapist can't be the advocate. I have to be in charge of my mental health because in the end, no one else can fix me. No one else can solve my problems. I'm the only one with that capability to do that.
So be the advocate for your own mental health. Reach out for help. See a therapist. Go to the doctor. Start medication. Just be an advocate for your mental health. So to wrap up this episode, I want to share the song Clearly by Grace Vanderwall because I feel like once I started going to therapy and doing the work, I could see clearly again. So the lyrics read, there's a world outside my door. I don't know it anymore. I'm going to stay here now. Close the curtains, cut the lights, match the darkness in my mind. It's going to take me down. All the roads I've been before, same mistakes always got me shaken, and all the signs I once ignored. In my denial, I didn't want to face them. Okay, whoa. Let me just pause. That's literally so perfect for people that are suppressing their emotions and don't acknowledge the struggle. They're in denial and they don't want to face them. That just like gave me chills. That's perfect. Anyway, so it keeps going. I can see clearly now the rain has gone. I accept all of the things I cannot change. Gone are the dark clouds. The dawn has come. It's going to be a bright, bright, sunshiny day. There's a world outside my door. I forced my feet down to the floor. I'm going to make it out. Take a breath and say a prayer. Find the strength in my despair. It's not going to take me down. All the roads I've been before, same mistakes always got me shaken. And all the signs I once ignored in my denial, I didn't want to face them. But I can see clearly now. The rain has gone. I accept all the things I cannot change. Gone are the dark clouds. The dawn has come. It's going to be a bright, bright, sunshiny day. All the pain in my sorrow won't change today, only ruin tomorrow. All the pain in my sorrow won't change today, only ruin tomorrow. I can see clearly now. The rain has gone. I accept all the things I cannot change. Gone are the dark clouds. The dawn has come. It's going to be a bright, bright, sunshiny day. I think that song is beautiful. And I think Grace Vanderwall sings it so, so beautifully. So I recommend listening to that and let it be your inspiration for seeing life more clearly, whether that's going to therapy or reaching out for help in some other way. I hope you liked this episode and tune in next time. I hope this podcast left you feeling empowered, better understood, and less alone in this crazy thing called life. If you like what you hear, leave a rating or review and share it with your friends. Thanks for listening and tune in next time.